Blog Talk Radio. from the hard side. I don't know how much harder this one's going to get tonight, folks. How's everybody doing? This is the Fantasy Jester, Fantasy Jester Show, coming to you live from D-Land, Florida, where it is frigid. It's frigid for us. It's frigid for a lot of places, actually. It's it's going to get down in the 30s, low 30s tonight. That's cold. I don't care. That's cold pretty much anywhere in the nation. So, uh, I hope it's just as cold wherever you are. How do you like that one? That's the kind of mood I'm in tonight. No, I don't care if it's nice where you are. I hope it's just as cold. I've got two pairs of socks on in my own house. I hate socks, first of all. And uh, that that's the kind of night and the kind of mood that I'm in. There's a couple of saving graces about it, a couple of good things. And uh, that's why it's not too, too, too bad. I can't complain too much. It's been a good new year. Thanks so much for joining us tonight for NFL Playoffs, The Promised Land. Again, brought to you by FantasyJesterSports.com and Blog Talk Radio, the good people that bring you the sounds that you are hearing now, crisp and clear. Great guys, great uh, ladies, customer service, everybody there, everything you could possibly want. And uh, tonight, you know, uh, much like the other night, it has me sitting here. That's right. I am free again. You know, if you'd missed the FXE live show on Wednesday night, you know what I'm talking about. (sighs) My esteemed colleague, everywhere I go, well, almost, I can no longer say every podcast, everywhere I go. Can't say it anymore. Used to be able to. Once upon a time. Not anymore. That's gone out the window. For those of you who know who I'm talking about, know what the hell I'm talking about. My co-host, JT, Jason Townsend, Fez437, F-E-Z-437 on Twitter. Not with me tonight again. And uh, what's happening is uh, what I'm hearing now, if I have the story correct, I mean, he is stuck at a brothel somewhere uh I've never heard of a Mormon brothel. I, I don't know. Uh, that's where he's. No, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Uh, JT is still on vacation. Uh, he extended it. He had the opportunity to extend it. 
Uh, good for him. Good for him. He's uh, making his way all over the country. Uh, he's been having a little fun. Uh, you know, I, I talked about it the other day, maybe feeling a little bit of the stardom, maybe a little bit too much. I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll get him in here. Hopefully we can rein him in if we can get him off the plane and, and get him back into, you know, the stu- his studio over there and uh, get him back on the show because uh, we've got some really, really big things going on. In particular, if you're an FXE fan, you're a Florida wrestling fan, you're a wrestling fan in general, uh, and, and missed this past FXE Live, first of all, shame on you. Uh, shame, 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 shame on you. Shouldn't have missed it. It was actually a really good show. And go back and listen to it. Uh, don't do that now. You'll miss this one. Then you'll have to make up this one too. It'll be. It's just a mess. It'll be easier. Go back, listen to it during the week, and uh, you'll be fine. No, uh, JT wasn't on that one, and we had a bunch of big things going on there. And now you know we have a bunch of things we got to announce tonight. And JT's not here. And uh, but tonight, yeah, two hours. All Jester, all the time. You give us 22 minutes, we'll give you All Jester. <sighs> That's uh, from my friends up in the Northeast and uh, li- currently listening to Winds News Radio. 20, You give us 22 minutes and we'll give you the world. Well, I got something. I, I got better than that. I give you 22 minutes and I give you Jester. And there's nothing else like it. <laughs> Anyway, folks, uh, yeah, no, there is nothing like the Jester. And tonight, the Jesters will still go on with the regular show. We had a great show pro, uh, going for you. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. You know, remember one thing. I, as much as I love JT, and I do, he's fantastic co-host, great friend, great person, okay? Um, it does say, last time I checked, hold on, wait, let me... Yeah, on the paperwork here, my name. Well, yeah, my name there. My name there. My name. My name. Seems like my name's all over the damn place. Anyway, I think I should be able to handle this. What do you folks think? I know I think I should. And uh, everybody talks about my inflated ego. And listen, you know, there's nothing wrong with having an inflated ego if you can back it. Because then it's, you know, it's not false bravado. It's not, well, you know, this guy thinks he's great, but, you know, let's be honest. Uh, you know, he's a mediocre player. You know, this guy thinks he's Tom Brady. And meanwhile, he's Trent Dilfer, you know. And uh, the greatest part about being the, the fantasy jester, okay, is you don't sit there and go, well, is he Trent Dilfer? Is he Brady? Uh, No, he's just the next great one. So it's more or less, you know, years down the road, okay, how it's going to be referred to now is, is he the next jester? Is he the next jester? And that comparison will be coming. It will be down the road, but it will be coming. Is he the next jester? And it's things like tonight. It's things like tonight where, you know, a lot of people be like, hey, listen, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, folks. Here, here was the show. You know, we were pretty much going to talk sports, but a lot of it was going to be me asking JT a couple of questions and getting him filled up on, 
you know, the ongoings of what's going on right now. So um, it was definitely a, when the show was uh, originally conceived, okay, it was supposed to be equal amount of time, 50-50. And, uh, you know, that's roughly what we try and keep. I, I, all because it's my name on the show and all that shit. I don't care about how much time, how much airtime am I actually getting. I don't care. As long as we're bringing you a good show, that's all I give a shit about. And how much, uh, I was, uh, you know what? He had 32 more seconds than I did on a particular segment. Shut up. If your ego is that fragile that you have to sit there and count exactly how much time you get in a segment, you shouldn't be in the business because you lack the confidence to be here. Period. Get out of the business. Next, how can I make friends tonight? <laughs> well, folks, actually, so yeah, we're going to go ahead. Tonight's show, NFL playoffs, the promised land. And uh, the first the first uh, set of playoff games actually just completed just before we came on air, literally just seconds before we came on air. And, uh, you know, it was what everybody pretty much, you know, let, let's be honest. It's what everybody expected. You lose car. You lose car, and, and that's a problem, okay? And that makes the offense one-dimensional. And as soon as you do that, that's that's it. You, you can't – this time of year now when you're in the playoffs, okay, you can't be one-dimensional. And, and you certainly can't do that at any time now against the elite teams once you're with these caliber teams. Part of what scares me about my Giants, you know, and uh, you know what else scares me is two hours of talking. And every once in a while, you know, I have to be able to take a drink. So um, that's going to be interesting, throwing that one in there and keeping going all at the same time. I can practice ventriloquism. Hello. That's not really me. It's the alter me. Oh, no, let's not even get into the alter me and everything FXE. So, you know. Getting back to uh, what I was talking about with tonight's game, uh, you know, the game tonight and the whole weekend, actually. But, uh, no, you lose car, you lose your left tackle, and, and it just becomes – you become predictable. You, you can't throw deep. There's no, there's no rhythm. There's no co- uh, continuity and all that. So, you didn't expect much, and you got what you got. And, you know, you watch the game, and if you're a Houston fan, you know – you come away with, you know, more frustration with Osweiler. Uh, and, and not in a bad way, obviously. You won the game. He did all right. You know, you take a look at it, and some of the throws tonight, you know, you take a look at some of the throws tonight that he made. And, and I mean, on a dime, though, the one pass uh, on the outside, okay, to uh, Hopkins, Beautiful, where nobody could get it. And he made a couple of really good throws, okay? To Holmes, he made a couple and, you know, got it in there. I mean, uh, to uh, to Hopkins, got a couple. Actually, you know, and that's the thing is if you were a fantasy player this year and, you know, you had Hopkins like I did, you would have loved to have had five catches. He had five catches tonight for uh, 67 yards and a touchdown. You would have loved to have had that during the year when you were getting three and four catches for 40 yards and no touchdowns. So still not 
up to snuff. Still not where you'd like to have Hopkins, but at least he was able to get you a touchdown. If you played daily fantasy, you know, you had to expect. Listen, if you were a daily fantasy player today and didn't play either, you know, in particular, Lamar Miller, they're bringing in Osweiler. You knew they had to go running game. This was no secret, folks. This is no secret. And guess what? It wasn't a secret, excuse me, to the Oakland defense. You know, I mean, he had to run 31 times just to get 73 yards. But he got a touchdown here. And Osweiler, he ran for one. And, you know, I mean, productive day. You know, a typical game manager day, 14 to 25, 168 for a touchdown. No interceptions, okay? So, you know, he didn't turn the ball over. That's all you ask. That's all you ask. You can literally win. You know, remember one thing, folks, okay? You can win and not have that superstar quarterback. It's been done. It's been done in the Super Bowl era where seven guys – here's a stat for you. Seven guys in the Super Bowl era started the year – holding the clipboard and end up winning a Super Bowl. One of them I know. One of them, Jeff Hostetler. Then you go to a guy like Trent Dilfer. Now, he is pretty much, I'm pretty sure he's the guy that they named game manager because of. That's the kind of quarterback he was. Everybody, you know, if you don't know who Trent Dilfer uh, was as a quarterback, I'm I'm filling you in. And that's what you have. Just don't turn the ball over. Just don't turn the ball over. Uh, Well, and and that's that's so that's that game. Now, tonight you've got Seattle and Detroit. And. I don't know how to say it. I, I really, uh, I've never been, don't put a, a, an indoor team outdoors. Okay. That's just, that's first off. Okay. Don't put an outdoor indoor team outdoors. And what worst place? Here's the only saving grace in that is depending on, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, project guys. Can you do me a favor? Can somebody over there, I got Mo, Larry, and Dipshit staring at me. Uh, huh? Which one? I don't care. Any. Mo, Larry, Dipshit. I don't care. Any of you. Can you find out what the uh, weather conditions are, please, in uh, in Seattle tonight? Thank you. Appreciate it. No, I'm serious. Yeah, I really am. Thanks. Anyway, folks. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I just not a fan. And, and my point here, here, here's a good one for you. Just what I talked about, one-dimensional teams. Detroit's offense to me right now is one-dimensional. Hurting for the running game, passing game. You know, there's a lot to be said. Everybody, you know, everybody's upset at me talking about why aren't I taking them? Why aren't I taking them? Why aren't I taking them? Why okay. So, Here's the problem. Here's why I'm not. You've got a quarterback that, yes, I've heard the story plenty of times. 
You know how many comeback wins he has? And you know what I say? In order to have a comeback win, you must have been losing all those times. You weren't dominating games. You were being dominated in a lot of games and having to come back. That's not a good thing either, folks. I hate to tell you. And you're going to try and do that against Russell Wilson, a playoff-tested, ready-to-team coach, Pete Carroll, good running game, good passing game, better defense. I don't, I don't see uh, – I go 27-17. 27-17, uh, that's where I'm going. So – I take a look. I'm getting a couple of people asking me. I, stop asking me on the phone. I got people asking me questions that no, I'm on air. Can you answer this question? Can you answer? Come on the air. Call me. Just call me instead. See, and that's one of the things. Where can we set up the lines for tonight? Can we set up the lines? Yeah. All right. Can we get maybe a couple of people to call in instead of texting me? Six five seven three eight three zero three seven one. Six five seven three eight three zero three seven one. I'm by myself. I'm lonely. I'm lonely. Nobody listens to me. Help me. No, I think this guy listens. I'm Arturo Freeman, former NFL player, defensive back, and I listen to the Fantasy Gesture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. He's probably the only one. How you doing? This is Bo Outlaw. You listen to the Fantasy Justice Show. Wow. Huh. Probably more. So there's more than one? Really? That's crazy. What's up, Miles Jag? You listen to the Fantasy Justice Show. Huh. You know, I could probably sit here and play this for the two hours. I really could. That'd be great. Hey, listen. You know what? Here, and it's funny as I'm going through this list here, I'm looking at the exact reason why the Jacksonville Jaguars were so terrible this year. You know, I sat, I contemplated, and it was funny. I was sitting and contemplating about the Jags and you know their their coaching position, and you know I'm sitting there looking at you know obviously all the teams that are currently out of the playoffs and looking for a coach, and obviously the Jaguars, being Mrs. Jester's team, I'm taking a look at them and what they should do and who would be a good coach for them and whatnot. And we should have had, a, you know, something telling before the season while everybody, including myself, I'm going to be honest with you, folks. Listen, yes, I'm very good at what I do. Am I perfect? No, 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 no. I'm going to tell you I'm not perfect. Uh Nobody is. Just the way it goes. I can live with it. I just happen to be very close. Uh, but in this, uh, what causes my imperfection are the Jaguars. One of the, one of the things that causes my imperfection is the Jaguar team that I uh, predicted to do so well and uh, did absolutely horrible this year, so bad that they fired Gus Bradley, who will go down with one of the worst coaching records in NFL history. So, now, enter Doug Marone, and uh, we'll see what happens next year. Are they going to keep Marone or not? Doesn't look like it. Who knows? They they brought in Coughlin. 
they didn't like what Coughlin had to say simply because um, there's not not everybody in the organization believes that Bortles is as bad as he was this past year. There's a bunch of people in the organization just feel that much like any other athlete in any other sport, he had a bad year. It's quite possible. You know, one of the things that I laugh at, you know, I've moved from New Jersey. Everybody knows that. I moved from New Jersey. I'm here in Florida. And I always thought, you know, the New York fan, rabbit fan, rabbit fan. I'm going to tell you something right now, okay? The Jacksonville and the Miami and the Tampa fans and the Orlando fans that I've been around, okay, I'll tell you, that there's some tough fans. And there are fans that just feel Bortles, uh, and that is, that's almost as polarizing topic as Tannehill was before the season started, and he actually showed improvement under a real coach. Um, but there's a lot. And, and in Jacksonville right now, that is the, the, the front office problem is, they're hearing what people are saying about Bortles. They're just not sold on it. They're not sold that he is um, not fixable. Not fixable. You can't have that kind of success and then fall apart one year and then go, oh, yeah, that's it. We're done with them. But the problem is, is that's always the case. And it's always tougher. You know, you talk about a situation where a coach is going to come in and take somebody else's quarterback. And there is not a coach in the league that likes that. Okay. They always, they want their guy. They want their guy that thinks like they do that. It really, you know, they share the same brain. Okay. So that they both are on the same page constantly. The other leader of the team that is non coaching staff. So you want that to be your guy. Now what happens though, and I got to be honest with you personally, I, I, I'd, I'd see What's wrong with him? If I was a coach now, let's say, bring, hello, Jester. Yes. Jacksonville Jaguars calling. Hey, how are you guys doing? Uh, We were wondering if you'd like to come aboard. You guys going fishing? No, 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 sir. We want you as part of the team. Uh, You want me to wear the Jaguars suit? No, sir. No, no, no. We would like you to go ahead and uh, we think you can coach these boys to success. Hmm. I heard that Florida passed that medical marijuana law. Okay. Well, yeah, sure. No problem. I'll be glad to take the team. Uh, First, though, before you take over, how do you feel about Blake Bortles? Eh, Personally, I can't tell you. Because he's done both. He's looked good. He's looked terrible. He's looked good when he, – here, here's my problem, and here's why I might not be quick to get rid of Blake Bortles. And this would be the God's honest truth. There would be two reasons to it. The first reason being, okay, is because he did succeed when they had no running game. So that right off the bat has my attention – to actually how good he, he, he might be. Second, I'd have a great belief in myself that I could fix anything that was wrong anyway. 
Third, uh, and probably the surefire thing to do, if you're looking at job, at your job, you go ahead and you say, yes, 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 I'll take your quarterback that you're willing to give me. And what does that do? That gives you at least a year or two buffer to go, all right, I'll take him this year. You work with him all year. You go into the start of the next year say, listen, I worked with him all year. I don't think we're going to get there. And meanwhile, he's still doing terrible. It gives you that buffer of going, all right, well, hey, listen, I took your guy. Now, hopefully you're going to give me a chance with my guy. And that's how I'd play it. Yeah, sure, I'll take your guy. I don't care. I'll take your guy even if I, okay, I'd take your guy even if I thought he was the biggest piece of crap going, if I didn't like portals. That's just, you know, I I do. I, I actually believe he can, you know, be more than serviceable in this league, more than serviceable. Anyway, back to the uh, playoffs and everything, though, I, I go off. And, and that's the thing is, you know, if there is absolutely uh, no one here to rein me in, and that's what that sometimes JT's here, um, he is the lack of a mother I have on the show. I have no mother on the show to rein me in and tell me, yeah, Joseph, you can't do that. Uh, excuse me, Jester, Jester, uh, hey, you can't do that. You can't do that. No, I have to be. And that's the great part. I really, I really am. I can talk about anything, any sport, as long as I keep it sports. Although I got to tell you real quick. All right. I got to get off sports for a second. If you go on the fantasy jester page right now, you'll see, I do have another talent. Okay. The, I was making apple pie tonight. So, you know, I'm not just American as apple pie. I can bake it. How about that one? Yeah. All right. Back to sports. That is your, uh, that's your Betty Crocker minute. Thank you. Um, no, see, I can go ahead I, I, and I'm going to get back to the playoffs. I'll get to tomorrow's games, but that's pretty much it for tonight. Uh, I didn't expect anything. I, I expected Houston tonight, uh, today got Houston. I expect Seattle tonight and I'll be, I'll be damn shocked. I'll be damn shocked if anything different plays out from that. I'll get to the other games, uh, get to tomorrow's games, including my beloved Giants. Uh, I'll, get, I'll get to that later on uh, in the conversation. Tonight, Fantasy Justice Show, brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, Deep Obsession Charters, West Palm Beach, and BreadFromYourBed.com. Folks, you know, I have the opportunity now to speak NHL with everybody. You know, I don't get a lot of time. If JT's on, you know, um, he likes to talk. Well, he just likes to talk. But no, he, 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 uh, hockey is not his best sport. It's like mine. Every, you know, listen. First of all, we can't help it that we do know all the sports this well. But even if we know all the sports this well, 
Okay. There still has to be a weakness somewhere. Okay. Where, yeah, I know it. I know it pretty well, but I don't know it like I, you know, some of the other sports. So for me, okay. One of my stronger ones, that's his weak spot is NHL. And I, so we talk about it, but we don't talk about a whole heck of a lot. And uh, I'm able to tonight, you know, and then my weak sport is NBA, you know, and I'm actually getting better at it. And matter of fact, in the NBA league that I have, the keeper league uh, that I have with JT and the guys is uh, I, I'm actually doing pretty well. I'm actually, I actually I, I have a team this year and just made a really nice trade. Um, I was strong, you know, do what you do. You're strong in one area, you're weak in another, make the trade for what you need. And uh, that is what I did. And I am proud of myself for it. I'm really ready to uh, make some good moves uh, this year. Taking a look at hockey though, and, and getting to my love. And it really is folks, you know, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, hockey is, is my sport. It really is. Uh, it's my love. Yeah, I love it more than, believe it or not, I love it more than football, and some of you might not know that. But anyway, um, I'm looking at one team in particular this year, and, you know, I'm sorry, Ranger fans, all my friends back home probably think I'm going to go ahead and talk about, you know, how the Rangers are doing and how it's really just, you know, hasn't been, it wasn't something that was expected to have uh, that kind of team, to have that kind of offense. And uh, they are really, you know, they're doing fantastic. They've got 141 goals for on the year, you know, and a plus uh, plus minus goal differential of 38. And, and they're doing really well. I, I, as much as I hate to say it, yeah, they're 27-13-1, 55 points on the season. So sitting right there tied with Pittsburgh. Uh, but Pittsburgh has three games in hand. The team that just is leading the way in the Metropolitan Eastern Division is the team that I, I really is. Nobody's talking. I, how do you not talk about the Columbus Blue Jackets? How do you not? I, I, how do you disrespect a team like this, folks? Why aren't they? I mean, oh, you know, I was going to say, why aren't they all over ESPN? But hockey's not on ESPN uh, as much as it should be. Now, but seriously, they are they are the cream of the crop in in the NHL right now, okay? And nobody is giving them props. They only lead the league. <clears throat> Excuse me. For those of you out there, hockey fans follow the sport. Not a heavy duty hockey fan. Heavy duty hockey fan already knows what I'm about to say. Leads the league, the number one team. In the NHL is the Columbus Blue Jackets. It's not the Rangers, not the Kings, it's not Montreal and Carey Price. It's not, you know, Ovi down in Washington. It's not, not Pittsburgh and and Crosby and the gang and all that. And it's not San Jose, who, again, <laughs> funny how I said that San Jose would have a, a, a downturn this year. And uh, so far they are uh, having a downturn which is expected with Peter DeBoer coach team. So now here, if I go ahead though, and I look at Columbus Blue Jackets, they are leading the team, the league for a reason. They have a decent amount of points for, don't get me wrong. Okay. 
126, 126 goals on the season so far. They've only played 37 games, okay? And that's the other thing is that they have games in hand on so many teams in the league, it's not even funny. Like, 75% of the league, they have, they have a game in hand on at least one. And they still lead the league with 58 points. And then, like I was saying, so 126 goals, but one of the things that I think it caught a lot of people off guard and they weren't expecting, and um, if you happen to have drafted in my uh, fantasy league with me, my one uh, particular, my keeper league, you noticed uh, before the season started, there was a person drafting a young defenseman and a couple of forwards from Columbus saw it coming. So I like the young defensemen. You get these guys and then you hold them on, hold on to them, you know, and in my league, I'm talking about a league where I've got Subban who uh, I really need that boy to come back and, and, and play some hockey and uh, Carlson who uh, has struggled lately. It's, uh, it's the other guys on my team. You know, I picked up for Nuf and I'm, I'm getting ready uh, and getting ready to drop him. Matter of fact, hey, if anybody, uh, which I know a couple of the guys uh, that are in the league, if you're listening, uh, letting you know, if you're looking for a defenseman, uh, I'm dropping for Nuf soon. Anybody want to make a deal before I do? Otherwise, I'll let everybody fight over him. Whoever's the next on the waiver can have him. I'm going to be dropping him soon. Uh, I don't want him anymore. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, – I like breeding defensemen. I like getting them. Uh, and I, I like making sure I have them. This way, when I draft, okay, if, I, if it's a keeper league and I've got defense, I'll keep a goaltender, maybe two, and I'll keep some defense – this way, the only thing I'm drafting now is offense, and I'm getting sleepers the rest of the way for my defense. And that's pretty much how I've gone about this. Now, one of the things that are hurting me is uh, Neil, James Neal keeps coming up hurt. Zach Parisi, okay, got to be driving. You know, if you're, you're uh, a fan of the uh, Minnesota Parisi's got to be killing you, but it's good. He's back. Uh, you got Minnesota lost to, uh, they lost to LA today, uh, four to three, but Parisi had a goal uh, and he got it on the, uh, he got it on the power play. He had three shots. So starting to come back around, it's been an up down season. He can't stay in the lineup health, health problems, but yeah, no, um, getting back to Columbus though, you got Atkinson. I got Atkinson on my team and I got Wierenski on my team. Zach Wierenski just uh, doing for uh, fantastic. So, yeah, so like I was saying, you go for those younger defensemen. Nail them down. If you're in a keeper league, if you're in a hockey keeper league, go get those defensemen that you know are coming down the pike. So what I did is, like I said, I had Carlson and, and, and I have uh, Subban. Now I'll keep them. And, and depending on how either the two young guys that I got this year develop, I'll trade one of the two. Okay, this way I still have two defensemen for next year. Or, you know, I I might trade, you know, uh, and see what I can get for a Subban or uh, even Carlson. I might even trade Carlson for the right price uh, because I do. I have Zach Wierenski, and I also have uh, Rasmus Ristolainen over in Buffalo. And he's been been fantastic this year. He's a guy that I picked up uh, late in the draft. Uh, I picked him up real late. Okay, right now he's the 77th in Yahoo Leagues. 
He's the 77th uh, ranked defenseman in the league. He gets you a little bit of everything. That's why. Okay. He, he, he gets you a couple of the goals, but he's got 23 assists already. He gets you a couple of penalty minutes. But here's the thing. Young guy. I, and this is what I knew go, coming into it, okay? The young man was going to see a lot of power play time. So, you know, while he has 28, uh, 26 points so far on the season, 15 of those have come on the power play. So, and, and he's not shy about shooting. He's got 84 shots already on the year. Uh, last year, he had over 200, okay? So, this is a guy that I targeted. And it's of the two, Wierenski... Ristolainen, um, I probably Rasmus Ristolainen is probably the most likely to be the heir apparent to Eric Carlson on my team. And from this standpoint, one of the liabilities if you've got Eric Carlson on your team is is plus minus. He he's listen anybody. I love the guy. I love the way he. He skates so smooth. He's a great player. But I'm going to tell you right now, he's a nightmare plus minus. I know I've owned him. And I know because I've watched him, he is not defensively responsible. Ristolainen, whereas Rasmus Ristolainen is somebody that you can go ahead. I, I Like I said, I grabbed him. And if you can next year in a draft, you get, get onto a keeper league. And for whatever reason, somebody doesn't keep that kid. Go ahead, grab him, make a trade for him, do what you got to do. But again, Keeper League people, listen to me. The formula is simple. Nail down your defense, nail down at least one, maybe two goalies. You can always pick up one later on in the season, always happens. Or you can always just get one of the top. Here's what I do, and I've already done it, so I'm not giving away any secret. The guys on my, my league already know I've done it. What I do is I take the top backup to one of the top teams and then just keep them hold on to them for a little bit it's not going to cost me anything it's not going to as long as i stopped with that whole crap about yeah i got to come in first for the season i i stopped with that uh, as long as i make the playoffs i'm happy okay because it's given me uh, a bigger bench to work with for players to hold on to as true stashes. I mean, a true stash. So, you know, if you're holding on to a goalie that really he, he's not the starter, but he's on a top team and he's putting up fantastic numbers. Well, you know what? He's, he, he's one torn hammy away from playing a good portion of the year for you now. So that's how, if you're having goaltender problems, you know, because in the past it's happened, it happens to all of us. You know, you think you have a good goaltender and all of a sudden he gets hurt or he's having a bad year. Listen, if you have uh, Ben Bishop this year, you know what I'm talking about. And I happen to have Ben Bishop, so I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, that's what you do. You got to get these young guys, the backups, and let them play a game or two. If they play one game during the week, they give you good stats for the week. There's your one game. Most leagues, you have to have your goalie play. You have to have three uh, games in a week. So there's one. You still have a regular good starter that's going to give you at least two starts in the week. There's your three. And and then you might not get total victories that way, but you're going to get, you know, a low uh, goals against average, a high save percentage, 
grab a couple of wins, sneak in a couple of wins, especially if the young guy, like I said, the backup's on a good team. A lot of times, hey, listen, whether it's a good team, bad team, or anything else, if you've got it, and that's the whole thing, if you've got a young goaltender who, if it wasn't for the guy in front of him, would be starting anywhere else, take him. Take him. Remember one thing about a backup goalie, and this uh, this is a little hint from your uncle uh, Uncle Jester here, is that on a backup goaltender, all right, the team in general always plays harder. Always plays harder because either a, hey, it's the backup goalie's turn. Let's keep the role going for him. Okay, b, the goal, the backup goaltender has been brought in to start this game because the team is look lackluster. This is the wake up call to the team. So the team is going to respond. So again, there's so many reasons why a good backup is still okay to have in, in fantasy hockey. I got to spend that whole time on hockey. This is crazy. This is nuts. I'm loving this. I'm loving this folks. I really am. This is unbelievable. I can I'm free. I'm free. I'm free to move on from hockey. I'm free to move on to hockey to wrestling. Hey, yeah, that's what I could do. Let's move over. Before I get to football, I really am saving football, or at least trying to, because uh, that's normally where we wrap it up. I'm trying to keep some form fashion of what we do and still have a little fun and, and take it to where we normally don't go, which is uh, – Anywhere in my head. Uh, we try not to go in my head very often, folks. Trying to stay out of there. It's a scary place. Anyway. <clears throat> no, wrestling. WWE and uh, what's been going on. You know, <clears throat> you look at the wrestling lately and there are so many varying opinions of what's going on. You know, we, we watched what's going on in, uh, on Raw this past week, and I liked it. A couple of people did. I wasn't crazy about SmackDown. And what happens lately is SmackDown is really, really starting to, and it has uh, recently, passed Raw in ratings. I find this hard to believe. There's a bunch of people that are out there that want to watch SmackDown and the SmackDown commercials. <clears throat> we have some, we have, must have people out there that like to tune in to the commercial show with every once in a while SmackDown breaks. Now, I don't understand that. I don't understand a lot of things, but I certainly don't understand wanting to tune in to commercials in the middle of the action. You gotta be kidding me. That one I'll just never get, folks. And now listen, and, and, and here, I've got one for you. You know, everybody says, ah, ah, you know, let me tell you something, Mr. Jester Man. It's very easy to be critical of someone else's work. You're not in that business. And, uh, well, how can you be critical? Well, I'll tell you how I can be critical, because now I am in that business. 
Well, yeah, but you know, uh, what kind of, what, what are you going to do? No, I actually am. I am uh, a wrestling promoter now. Get out of here. But you, uh, you know that the WWE is televised. Yeah, well, you know what? Here's a little news for you FXE, Foreign Extreme Entertainment fans out there. Folks, we, uh, the other night on FXE Live, we were able to go ahead and announce March 18th. Come one, come all to the spectacle that will be. That spectacle is going to be the FXE show, March 18th. We're going to have a special announcement. We're uh, going to have a special announcement in a couple weeks about the card, about the venue, and about all the little details that you need to know. I've asked them if they didn't mind if I could at least give some of the details out, you know, just like little things here, there, you know, what, what can I give out? And I can't give out much. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you. Um, it is really, um, it's really something though. I'm going to tell you, uh, I really, all right. First of all, let me give you this one. I've been going ahead and building up what I'm going to do for shows for a little bit now. And we're getting ready to put it on. And I'm putting the date out there so that everybody out there who has heard my voice and wondered, what is he talking about? And I want to see what kind of show he puts on. Well, now you've got it. See, because one thing's going to happen on March 18th. I am either going to look like the biggest fool going and bring you the biggest lump of dog crap that has ever graced wrestling or on March 18th Florida Extreme Entertainment is going to blow your doors off now anybody who knows me knows that there is zero chance of anything but me blowing the doors off the building. And we might actually, you know, that's not a bad idea. Somebody make a note. Let's find out if we can blow the door. I bet you, you know, when when I reveal the location, I'm willing to bet. And right now, Mrs. Jester's laughing at me. Um, because she knows the location, obviously. Um, yeah, I, I bet you I won't be allowed to blow the doors off the building. Yeah, no, no, no. I got a bunch of people shaking their head. No, yeah, no, I won't be able to do that. What I will be able to do is, and I promise you this, here, here's, here's a couple of promises I can make that I can give away. One, I promise you that if you are at least a block away you're going to hear what's going on. You're going to hear it. I promise you that while you're there, not only will you have a good time, obviously, you'll be treated to one hell of a show, obviously. You're going to be treated the right way because we're going to go ahead. There's going to be a VIP section. There's going to be a ringside section. The VIP section and the, uh, and the ringside session section, okay, you're going to have ringside service. That's right. You'll have your own, your own woman taken care of. You're going to have a, a great looking server. 
a great-looking server, serve you your food, your drinks, whatever you want for your match. So that's for the folks for VIP ringside seats. You have your own server floating around, and I promise you, you won't mind who is serving you. Also for that night, those in attendance will understand that there's a chance you might be on television. That's right, folks. FXE, Florida Extreme Entertainment. I love that. I have to keep saying that. Florida Extreme Entertainment. Florida Extreme Entertainment. Florida Extreme Entertainment. See, because here's what's going to happen. There's places right now that are, I understand. You know, I, 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 I do. As much as it pisses me off, okay, I understand. They're on the wait and see list. Got a, got a few of those people. Got a few of those people. Wait and see. Yeah, all right. Let's see. Oh, let's see. Let's see what the show looks like. Let's see you announce a date. Let's see you do this. Yeah, let's see what kind of talent you're going to. Yeah, okay. Yeah, let's see you kiss my ass. Okay? Let's see you take all day to do it. I can't wait. You know what I can't wait for? I can't wait for the day after the show. And people have to wake up going, oh, my God, we got to live with the idea he did bring one hell of a show. I got a better one for you. There are going to be people that go to this show and be like, wow, that, that was good. That is, that is professional. Now I see what he was talking about. Please don't call me Indy. This is professional wrestling. Now I see why he said that. This is a show. This isn't this isn't indie. This isn't we're not at a bingo hall, folks. I got a ring skirt. I got a real uh, I, listen, I've got a real production. This is professional. It's not indie. I love all the indies. Hey, listen, God knows as I've been sifting through talent, I've watched enough footage of indie shows to know what indie is. I can promise you, I know what an indie show is, and I can promise you, I know what a professional show is. And I can promise you, FXE will fall into that professional category. But, yes, these shows, and it's the first two in particular that we're going to be announcing, because there'll be a follow-up show. Guys are going to want, there's a bunch of guys going to want a rematch, obviously. And we're going to give it to them. And we're going to announce that show soon, too. We've got the date. I just can't announce everything all at once. I'm not allowed. (sighs) Anyway. They will be recorded for television. So if you want to get your mug on TV. You want to get your mug on TV. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. I'm at the wrestling show. I'm sitting VIP. VIP is going <laughs> to... There's a reason why it says VIP. And we're going to make you feel VIP. We're going to make everybody that walks in feel VIP. But for the VIPs, you're going to feel extra vip vip I'm a vip I feel very vip Anyway... That's what we're going to do, and uh, I'll talk more about that in a minute. I actually uh, I put the, put it out there for anybody who wants to call in to call in. Uh, 
Again, no JT. I'm I'm running free as the breeze. Everything I want to do. And so far, we've covered a little NFL. We've covered NHL. Um, we've covered a little wrestling. I'm going to get back to the wrestling because there's more on FXC. But uh, let's take the call. Let's see what's going on. Hello. Hello. Chester, what's going on? Happy New Year. Oh. oh. Hey. Folks, Busy Jay, Jason Cordner on the line, straight from New York. Where are you tonight, sir? What part of New York are you I'm calling in, from tonight? I'm calling from the heartland. I'm calling from Times Square, where we're covered in about three inches of snow. It's pretty brutal out there, but it's nothing compared to what our Giants got to deal with tomorrow. Uh, you know, I, and it's the, it, here's the thing. Uh, any realistic Giant fan goes into this game knowing two particular things, uh, Busy, is my thing. Um, first, Eli's record in cold weather. And so earlier in the show, uh, Busy, I was talking about uh, Oakland's problem now with, with our car was going to be you don't want to be one-dimensional this time of year. And right. the Giants have been pretty much one-dimensional most of the year. So hopefully they can get Perkins going. That's going to be – listen, you and I both know the saving grace to the Giants is going to be whether or not they can get Perkins going against that defense. And that's a Green Bay defense that's been steadily improving since the last time they met. And the Giants, what? I think the Giants put up 19 against them, 16 the first time, something like that. First time, yep, yep. So, what's up? What else is going on? What are you reporting? What do we got going on in New York sports that uh, people should know about? Well, you know, besides that everybody's all blue and names for tomorrow about the Giants, other than that, we really much got much going on. You know, the Rangers are playing pretty well. Your Devils are playing pretty decent as well. Are you following the Devils this season? Yeah, the devil. Yeah, of course I am. They, they're, they're sporadic, <laughs> and that's what you expect. Listen, they're still. It's only you know they're they're still building. They're still. Uh, I'd say they're still good. Two. There are two offensive players from the cup. They're one offensive player from playoffs. They still might make okay. the playoffs this year. They're borderline. They're borderline. They're getting better. They're getting there. They got to build. Uh, he he tore that team down uh, nicely, and uh, I, I they'll be fine. My other team here in uh, Florida. Okay, I can't complain about how Tampa's doing. I never can complain about Tampa. Tampa's always a solid team. They don't get the recognition for being consistently That's there true. year in year out. Yep, they're like they're, so. they're like the better version of the Washington Capitals, in my opinion. Hey, gotta ask you something. You're you're a basketball fan. What did you think of that uh, yeah. move for Cleveland? I thought two things. Here's my two things about that move. One, it's something they needed because pretty much they got rid of Mike Dunleavy and for Kyle Crawford, who pretty much does the same thing but at a better skill set. And two, the, the Cavs are clearly thinking about the Warriors. They're not thinking about no one else. They're like, hey, you know, we're going to have to match these guys three for three and bring that defense intensity it was a steal, and it's funny you mention that because folks around here are complaining about why does the Cavs always seem to be able to pull up a trade before trade deadline, and we have teams like the Knicks, Toronto, that seem to never be able to get help. 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's a shame Toronto, uh, and uh, that could be that could be a really good squad. Uh, let me ask you something. Over in the West, all right, does Pop have it? Does Pop have something that can mess with the Warriors? I think Pop needs to pull a trade. He needs to get another big, a flexible big man to help him out in the low post. I'm looking at Pop might possibly make a move to get Brook Lopez out of New, uh, out of Brooklyn, and that would help the front line tremendously. Because if you see what I don't know if you watched the game last night, if you saw how yeah, but what's he got for Lopez? What's he going to give up for Lopez? Hey, but that's the thing. The Nets don't really have no future. Give up a first round draft pick and maybe like a couple of guys on the bench, and the Nets they would gladly jump at that. Remember, they're not they don't have a first round pick for the next two more seasons. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, that'd be interesting. That could that could work. That could work. Uh, you know what would be interesting, okay, is he if he was able you know, there there've been a couple of rumors before the season, just before the season too, uh, that Vuk was available here in Orlando. Mm. Imagine That'll if they were able. That'll be a good fit. Sure, they could go ahead. They'll take the pick for Vuk, okay, and, and go ahead and, and take that. They've they, they've got the big men there that they uh, need now and that they want. Uh, like I said, that was the rumor before the season started. Is that Vuk was out the door? Now okay. nothing's happened since, but there's a big guy that could be had. I would make a you. I mean, he's worth a first round pick. I agree. And that's something that would change. I mean, that would to me, that would change the horizon on the West big. I mean, that would really throw a monkey wrench into Golden State season, if you ask me. More so, yeah. More so, more so than Lopez. Yeah, but the only, only reason I said Lopez is because he's a great pick-and-roll player and Pops likes to keep yeah. it really fundamental over there. That's the only reason I said Lopez, but I didn't think about that. Probably, probably the, better the down low. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, anybody else? Any Anything else on the NBA? Um, we talked NHL. Football. Football. Who, who do you have tonight? I have Seattle, but I think Detroit's actually going to get them a good game. Uh, at first, I was going to say Seattle big, but I think it might be a six-point, four-point kind of game. All right. Yeah, I, I called it earlier. I said uh, 27-17. Seattle by 10 is what I'm saying, um, right. depending on what the weather was like. And nobody ever got back to me on uh, the weather in Green Bay tonight. So, uh, well, gonna be, I mean, in uh, Seattle, I mean, in Seattle. Oh, Seattle, okay. Actually, I think out of all the home teams that – that's pretty much going to dominate. I think Green Bay is the only one that could possibly lose. But like you said, it's going to really depend on the Giants running attack. I don't even think – a lot of people are saying it's going to be all about Eli. It's not going to be about Eli. It's going to be about that offensive line and the Giants running game. Mm-hmm. If they get anything if they get anything from those guys, they'll win. It's currently uh, – I'm being told it's currently 36 in Seattle, Washington. Winter uh, weather advisory from 4 p.m. East uh, – 4 p- 4 p.m. Pacific time. What? Is that tonight? That's tonight. So it is tonight. Yeah, I I know it's three hours back. I've got okay. Thank you. I got Mo Larry and Curly telling me that that Seattle's three hours back. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, 
I thought it was nicer than what I called them earlier uh, in the show. But anyway, um, yeah, so the, the thing is, is that I don't think Detroit's the kind of team that the uh, noise of the stadium is going to bother them because they are a dome team, not as much as some of the other teams. So I think it's the weather. I think it's the cold that's going to be the uh, bugaboo yeah. for them and the lack of the running game. Uh, because of it, because yeah, in cold weather you have to have that running game, and if you're looking at that, then yes, yeah, Seattle has them there. Um, well, all right, busy. Uh, let me, oh yeah, before we go, uh, tomorrow's games. What do you got? I got Pittsburgh. They just. I, I'm sorry about the Dolphins fans. I hate to ruin them their season, but it's over. I thought you guys were a product of a great soft schedule. And I think the Steelers' offense is going to expose that uh, secondary tomorrow. The Killer Bees, Ben, Brown, Bell. Not a good yep. match, yeah. All right, so you got Pittsburgh, and then who, who did you take for the uh, Giant game? What are you, what are you looking? My heart, my heart wants to say the Giants, but my head says Aaron Rodgers scores a late touchdown to win, twenty-one seventeen. Very good, very good. Folks, that's Busy J. You can catch him on Twitter at Busy J, at Busy J, at Busy J, at Busy J, at Busy J. You can catch him a lot of places. He's everywhere. That's why they call him Busy. Busy, thanks so much, Jason. Have a great day. I will talk to you soon. All right. Hold it down. Thanks. You got it. You got it. I sure will. (sighs) Wow. So, Busy's taking... Busy's going to take Green Bay. You know, and here's the crazy part, folks. Is I, uh, I was going to take the Giants 2019, and uh, I have flip-flopped on that one. I, I've gone Green Bay 2019 now. It's uh, I'll give you the final. I keep flip-flopping. I'll, I'll give you my final prediction at the end of the show on that one. As far as the Pittsburgh-Miami game, uh, my Miami friends, I love you guys. Hope you enjoyed. Nice season. You got to see a little bit more. Listen, there's nothing wrong with losing the first game of the playoffs. You did well considering. Listen, if I would have told you at the end of the year, Tannehill would have showed improvement under Gase, and you were going to make it to the playoffs, lose first round, you would have taken that in a heartbeat. And don't lie. I know you would have. I want to see what Tannehill does now as he continues to grow, as the team around him continues to grow. Now, anyway... We've got other people on the line. You know, that, that's what's great is uh, we've got a couple of people to talk to. Uh, but before we do, who else listens to the Fantasy Jester? I'm Arturo Freeman, former NFL player, defensive back, and I listen to the Fantasy Jester. How you doing? This is Bo Outlaw. You listen to the Fantasy Jester Show. That would be me. See, I'm the Fantasy Jester. This is the Fantasy Jester show. This is the Fantasy Jester show without JT. <laughs> it's 
mine. It's all mine. <sighs> NFL playoffs, the promised land. Fantasy Justice Show brought to you by Fantasy Justice Sports. Um, and Blog Talk Radio, Deep Obsession Charters, and Bread from Your Bed. Com. Folks, on the line, I see, <laughs> I think I know who this is because, you know, once upon a time, I lived up in that area, so I know the area code on the line when this should be our beloved. We have one hell, let me tell you something, folks, we have one hell of a writer on FantasyJesterSports.com. If you haven't paid attention to Kid Kelly's work, you're blind, deaf, dumb, and everything in between. Start paying attention to some of what this young lady is writing. Absolute fantastic writer for FantasyJesterSports.com. She covers football. She covers wrestling. She co- she covers it all. She covers. You know what? Okay, she is like water. She covers the world. Pretty much. Kid Kelly, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I can't complain. My, uh, I'm getting to see my Giants play in the playoffs. You get to see your Giants play in the playoffs. How are you feeling about it? I don't I don't know. I'm trying not to keep my hopes up. You're trying not to keep <laughs> I know what you're saying. It's, uh, it, it's tough. If we had a running game, wouldn't you feel better? Oh, definitely. If we had some kind of running game, if they if they can keep running Perkins, maybe he's been showing a little promise. Maybe if they can stick with him and commit to him, leave Jennings as a third down back. I think uh, I think we could do something. But uh, yeah, no. If you go ahead, folks, uh, check Eli's number in cold weather games. Uh, you won't feel so good about tomorrow. So what do you got for me? What's going on? What are you doing in your part of the world? I am cooking dinner and wondering if the Giants' offense will be able to turn it around. Gotcha. Um, well, first off, uh, what are we having for dinner? I made Cajun pasta with sausage. Nice, nice. Okay, so <laughs> I can do that. And I will, I'll field the uh, Giant question for you. No, it's not likely. It, it, really, it really is not likely that the Giants are going to all of a sudden – find offense against a team that they didn't have offense against when the Green Bay defense was horrible at the beginning of the year. The Giants couldn't find offense then. They're not going to find offense against a team that now is playing better defense, and they're still struggling. You see, had the Giant offense progressed like the Green Bay defense has progressed, I'd feel a little bit more hopeful. I... uh one of the things, kid, and I'll tell you this, and, and I'm sure you already know this being a Giant fan, each of the three years under McAdoo, the Giants' points for, for per season has uh, per game has dropped. So, you know, um, that is three years straight under his tutelage that this offense is getting worse and worse and worse. And I hope somebody pays attention to that part that they don't get completely lost in the idea that, you know, we made it to the playoffs. We made it to the playoffs in a weak NFC. That's my view. Yeah, I completely agree. I think our defense has carried us through for a lot of wins. Hell yeah, hell yeah. But, uh, well, who do you have for tonight? 
for winning tonight. <laughs> I yeah, think who, Seattle who, yeah. will win. I'm hoping that the Lions win. Oh, uh, you a Stafford fan? No, I just I well, I'm thinking if somehow the Giants pull off a miraculous win, I'd rather face the Lions. <laughs> Gotcha. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah, all right. Understandable. Understandable. Looking ahead. Looking ahead in hope. <laughs> uh, exactly. And the Pittsburgh game, Pittsburgh-Miami, who do you have? I think I am probably the minority that thinks Miami might be able to pull it off. Wow. There you go, folks. You heard it there. Who you got coming up this week? Uh, wrestling. Uh, who's your wrestling profile this week? I think Luke Harper. Nice. Nice. Real good. Folks, you know, uh, Kid Kelly's been doing a whole bunch. I mean, she is, she's been rocking away on these uh, WWE profiles. I mean, she's done Bailey, Enzo, Becky, Goldberg, Nia Jax, AJ Styles, Nikki Bella, Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, Roman Reigns, Charlotte, Finn Balor, Brock Lesnar, Alexa Bliss, Jericho, Kevin Owens, Rusev Cesaro, Brie Bella. And now we're going to add Luke Harper. She is Got some library on there, fantasyjusticesports.com, Kid Kelly. Like I said, she's covering football. She's covering wrestling. She's covering basketball. She is like water. She is covering the world in sports. Kid Kelly, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Have a great night, sweetie. Thank you. You too. Folks, I'm telling you, dynamite, dynamite, dynamite writer for FantasyJusticeSports.com. Absolutely love having her. Uh, and she is continuing to grow. Again, I challenge anybody, now that I've told you a little bit about her, she's going ahead. She does football. She does uh, basketball for us. And uh, matter of fact, right now on basketball, she's covering Orlando Magic. She's been doing a bio on each player on the roster. And uh, she's gone ahead and took on the uh, profiles. I asked her, I needed somebody. Uh, if you go check on uh, fantasyjusticesports.com, Busy J, who was on earlier, covers Raw for us. I, myself, uh, cover SmackDown for us. And then Kid Kelly does the, uh, the bios of the profiles of uh, WWE. And then we've got um, Brad Tinsdale, who is covering everything FXE for us. We're going to add even more. If you go on FantasyJusticeSports.com, you'll look. There's two new tabs. We have the FXE tab, but there's the NXT tab. That's right, folks. Coming up soon, we have added Everett Lee, you know, not just to do our interviews for FXE, but what he's going to do is he's going to contribute. He's going to do a little writing for FantasyJusticeSports.com. And he's going to do our NXT coverage for us. So that's going to be coming down. Again, you know, before, uh, before JT comes back, okay, this has been a great time. We've had fun. We might keep him gone because a lot has gone on. And it continues to grow while he's gone. I think uh, you get what I'm saying here, folks. Uh, maybe he's bad luck. I don't, no, I shouldn't say that. He's a good guy. I uh, can't wait to have him back. It's actually kind of odd as much as I love to hear me talk. And I, I do. I mean, I, I really, there's nobody in the world I would rather hear from than myself uh, at any given time. I, that, that's true. I mean, I, I don't want you to think I'm making that up. I really, I, I would rather listen to me above anybody pretty much any given time during the day. And, uh, 
Uh, that, that's not a lie. Please, I, I don't want you to think I'm exaggerating when I say that. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, folks, it's that kind of day. I'm feeling pretty good. And, and why shouldn't I? FXE has been kicking ass, and we haven't even put on a show yet. We've got things going so well for it, you know. And uh, you know what's coming up? FXE Live this Wednesday night. Here's one for you. <laughs> yeah, I remembered it. <laughs> I got a bunch of people laughing at me because I, I, I almost forgot it the other night. We're going to have, you're going to want to tune in if you're a wrestling fan. You're going to want to tune in Wednesday night, FXE Live, this coming show. We're going to have Chris Carson, president of Southern Wrestling. Southern Wrestling, that's right. Southern, Southern, oh my Lord, Chris is going to. Bat me in the head when he sees me. Uh, he's coming <laughs> to the shows, too. Uh, I'm sorry. He is the president of Southern Championship Wrestling. That was it. I, I knew I'd get there eventually. It was in my pea brain. And uh, sometimes it's a lonely place. They, uh, thoughts run and hide. You got to dig them out. They look for corners. There's no corner in my head. Uh, but yet, somehow, they found an alcove and uh, thoughts hide from me. So I couldn't come up with actually where Chris Carson is the president. I apologize, Chris. No, Southern Championship Wrestling, Chris Carson, this Wednesday, FXE Live. Do not miss it. Uh, great, great, great guy and uh, a great wrestling fan. This is going to be, I, I, I figure this one's going to be just as good as talking to, uh, when we talk to uh, Larry Zabisco. That was probably one of my best wrestling uh, interviews out there so far. Uh, this is going to be right up there. And, and those of you, you know, hey, listen, uh, I'd be remiss in saying if I uh, this here, uh, you can go ahead. Now, I mentioned Larry Zabisco, and we've got a bunch of shows. I mean, not just Fantasy Justice Show and FXC. We've got a bunch of shows out there. iTunes, folks. Fantasy Justice Show on iTunes. Go check it out. Go check it out while that and, and over on Blog Talk and, and through the website are the only ways to go ahead and get to these shows. Ooh, wait a minute. No, that's not true anymore. Folks, you know, this April, April 20th to be exact, will be our one year anniversary. Currently, we only have a couple of platforms where you can catch the Fantasy Jester show and FXE Live. We're working to change that. By the time April comes, that will change to seven platforms where you're going to be able to catch the podcast. It continues to grow, folks. And for those of you who have missed it, if you go to appmaker.com and look up Fantasy Jester. And matter of fact, it might be on Google Play already. We gotta wait. It takes time to load in, um, according to uh according to App Maker. But we have the Fantasy Jester app. What? What? The Fantasy Jester app? You gotta be kidding me. It's true. It's true. It's true. Hatmaker.com, Fantasy Jester Sports. Go to Fantasy Jester Sports, and you have the app on your phone, and you won't miss a damn thing that's going on, all things Fantasy Jester. 
folks on the uh, line, I've got a couple of callers, it seems like. Let's find out. Let's, uh, let's hop on over there. We'll head back over to FXE. Like I said, i got a couple more announcements for you folks. You definitely don't want to miss that. And I'm going to go back later on to my NFL predictions. But first, let's see who's on the line. Who do we got here? Hello, caller. Hello, Jester. That would be me. How are you doing tonight? Is Nick? <laughs> uh, I was good. No, I'm only kidding. Uh, no, I'm good, Nick. Uh, I'm Nick definitely good. Good to hear from you, uh, folks. This is uh, this is Nick Dello on the line. He's a, a good friend of the show, fan of the show, friend, fan, family of the show, uh, a little bit of everything. And uh, his dad, Tate. Uh, writes every once in a while for us, been on the show a couple times himself. And uh, right now, uh, Nick is uh, currently serving his country. He's over in Hawaii uh, doing everyone here at the show very proud and is uh, what every young man should be uh, going ahead and uh, giving his time and uh, everything for his country. Nick, what do you got for me? What's going on? First of all, what's the weather like in Hawaii? God, kill me with it. Well, it's only 70 degrees here. You poor thing. The struggle is real. Yes, this morning, this morning when I went out, um, I had I had to wear a long sleeve t-shirt because oh, wow. it was 63. That's terrible. That's terrible. Yeah, uh, I it's understand. It's nothing I, like I what you guys it. are getting, but for living out here in Hawaii, it's we're not used to it. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, hey, listen. You know, it gets too cold, you'll freeze your pineapples off. So uh, Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You'll freeze your pineapples off, literally. Um, what do you have for me? What um, can I do for you? Let's see here. So I was wondering, who do you think the next coach of the Buffalo Bills will be? Hmm. <laughs> Nobody in their right mind. Uh, well, and, and, and to go, you know, I can kill two birds with one stone. I can say somebody not in their right mind and who I actually believe would be the good coach for them. Uh, I would go with Tom Coughlin. Hmm. I, I truly, I truly believe, I truly believe Tom Coughlin will be the next coach of the, uh, uh, of the, uh, both uh, the Buffalo franchise without a question. Uh, I see this okay. as something that is, should be a pretty much a no brainer. Uh, he's up there in the Northeast. He doesn't mind the cold. Uh, he's got family up there. Uh, they are a, uh, a respectable franchise, uh, that will also listen to his opinion. The Jacksonville, he listened to Jacksonville, but he, he already had left Jacksonville. And I think that was more of a, you know, a courtesy by a former team checking their former coach out because a couple of people said, yeah, well, why don't you call him? But, he doesn't like Bortles, and they don't want him. So, yeah, no, I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, uh, when it's all said and done, okay, uh, Coughlin will be the next coach of the uh, of the Buffalo Bills. Okay, sounds good. And uh, do you think Tyrod Taylor is a viable quarterback in the NFL? You know, <laughs> very difficult because of the uh, – because of the receivers, because of the time that he's had, you know, I know Rex thought he could be, and I, I have to be honest with you, I'm not, comp- I'm not probably as sold as Rex was, 
But I'm also not saying he couldn't be either. Um, I believe that he really uh, didn't have what he needed to succeed. Okay. And by that, I mean uh, a healthy Watkins and other receivers. I, I, I just don't think he had the weapons to succeed. Uh, he was fortunate he had Shady back there. Otherwise, he would have had nothing. You know, so could he be a viable quarterback in the NFL? Uh, I would lean to, yeah, he, he might be. He might be. Uh, I would lean to more yes than no. Will he get that opportunity in Buffalo? Probably not. Okay. Because, and I'll tell you why. Because if it's Coughlin, uh, Coughlin's the type of guy he wants his quarterback right from the start. And obviously that wasn't his quarterback. So, yeah, no. Um, so he'll end up. He'll end up staying on for that first year. If, if it ends up being Coughlin, he'll end up staying on possibly for that first year just because he'll be somebody that knows the players and everything else, and they'll give him a shot to try and learn and impress. But eventually, uh, yeah, the Coughlin will go ahead and bring either bring somebody in or draft somebody. Michael, I got a question for you, okay? You know, you, your dad being a Dallas fan the way he is, uh, and I know you're going to say he's not, but I'm telling you, I swear he is. Um, where's Romo going? Where do you think Romo's going to go? Think Romo's going? Yeah. That's a good question. Um, I don't know. I mean, with the reports of what he said but didn't really say, um, yeah. possibly thinking about Denver, I can see that happening. Yeah, I can see Denver happening. Now, let me ask you something real quick, because, you know, you're, you're a fantasy guy. Would you, if you, you're the owner, okay, you're the owner of Denver. Do you go out and get a Romo? Do you take the chance? Um, maybe if it was Romo before he had the two clavicle surgeries, yes. But after right. the two surgeries, I don't, I don't know if I want him and to have him as a liability. Right. Yeah, and that's exactly how I feel. Uh, I'm not going to go ahead, spend that kind of money, all right, and waste my team's time on a huge, huge question mark. Huge question mark. Yes. So. I, see him, I see him better as a quarterback coach now after these two surgeries than as an actual quarterback. Doesn't seem like he's doing much coaching of Prescott. He's Maybe that one's a little said, too personal. Hey, look at mine. See, Romo said, "Look at my tapes. Do the exact opposite." That's how the Cowboys are in the playoffs this year. You know, one of the things that they've been doing, and I'm sorry, with a less than spectacular Dez. So that'll tell you how good the rest of the team's been doing. Because you know, Dez really hasn't been Dez all year. So yeah, it'd be interesting. Anyway, uh, real quick, real quick, give me your team. Who are you taking tonight? Uh, Seattle, Detroit. Uh, I got to go with Seattle. I don't see Detroit against Seattle in the playoffs Pitt- in Seattle. Pitt- Pittsburgh, Miami tomorrow. Who are you taking? Um, I'll go Pittsburgh. That's season. pulling it out. It'll be a close game, but Pittsburgh will end up winning by a personal. Late game tomorrow. Giants at Green Bay. I want the Giants to win, but 
I can't really see it right now. So I'm gonna have to last question. Ahead. Last question. If Dallas, if the Dallas Cowboys win the Super Bowl, your dad attends the Super Bowl parade. Um, can see him possibly attending it just because it's something that you want to see. Like not wow. because it's Dallas, but to see a Super Bowl parade. Oh wow! Oh, I can't wait till JT's back on. I can't wait. See, this is where I this is where I'd love to have him because he has obviously known you guys a lot longer than I have. And uh, wow, Dad would attend. Hmm. We can have fun with that one. Thank you so much for that, Nick. Matter I mean, of fact, I will probably I would enjoy going to the Super Bowl parade myself. And that's the closest one to us. So. Yeah, because you ain't going to a Buffalo one anytime soon. Exactly. I got you. Nick, thanks so much for calling, man. You have a great night. God bless. Oh, no problem. You too, Jesse. Talk, Talk to you soon, can. brother. Bye-bye. <laughs> Folks, Nick Dallas serving his country down there in Hawaii. Uh, again, an example of what every young man should be like out there. Uh putting his time, putting his time in for his country, putting his life on hold and uh, doing, doing the right thing, looking out for all of us. Anyway, folks, as we continue on, the Fantasy Justice Show, and it is the Fantasy Justice Show. There's no Fantasy Justice Show with JT. Uh, there's no Fantasy Justice Show combined with JT, Jason Townsend. There's no Jason Townsend. There's no JT. There's no nothing. There's me. Nothing you can do, which happens to be a uh, article, folks. Uh, you know, on uh, fantasyjusticesports.com, one of the things we're doing now is covering a lot more FXE as Florida Extreme Entertainment gets closer and closer to uh, March 18th, that first show. Let's see, what can we give out? What can we give away? What can we talk about? What am I? What am I allowed to say to the people? Give, somebody throw me a freaking bone here, huh? What am I supposed to say about this that I can't? What am I? I don't want to get in trouble. I'm always in trouble, folks. You got to understand. It's like a warm freaking blanket at this point. I'm telling you, I'm always in trouble for something. Why? I can talk about the date. Yes. I can talk about that it's televised. Can I talk about the charity part of it? I can't talk about that. So I can talk. Okay, wait a minute. So let me get this straight. I can talk about the VIP service and the food and the drink being brought to them in their seats. I can't talk about the charity part yet. Hmm. Okay. This is what I deal with. This is the world we deal with. How many times in a day do many of us go, WTF, WTF? This is one of them. It's like it's like pulling teeth. You know, I want to be able to talk about this because we've got some great stuff going on. I want to strangle somebody at this point. I'm getting all dirty looks too. Yeah, you, Mo, Larry, dipshit, all three of you. Yes, you. Which one's dipshit? <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. I'll let you guys fight over that one. Yeah, I don't care which one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. 
I really don't. All right. Who's on the line here? We got somebody else on the line. We'll get back to uh, wrestling FXE. Uh, I talked hockey. I've talked basketball. Talked wrestling. Imagine I was able to do all this and no JT. Uh, Heavens to Betsy. How did the fantasy just to pull this one off? I only have a half hour to go. Holy cow. Never thought I'd make this. Really, two two hours. And I was like, I got to be honest with you. Just before I came on, you know, understand one thing. 99% of the times, I am supremely confident that I am pretty, you know, if there was a definition of God's gift, I'm I'm about two steps short of that, okay? Um, I don't have the looks and I don't have the hair, okay? So, um, other than that, in every way, shape, and form, I, I really, uh, I really wouldn't want to be anybody else. I love being me, um, and uh, I got production making all kinds of faces. All right, guys, lovely. Anyway, let's we'll get back to uh, more sports in one second. Let's take another call. Let's see who this is. I, I gotta be honest with you, I have no clue who this one is. Hello, greetings, Mister Jester. Oh. Oh, oh, hey, folks, this is Tate Dello, and uh, this, is a, this is a huge pleasure. We've had the opportunity to have uh, Tate on a couple of shows. Uh, we've had the extreme pleasure of having him write for a little bit for us. And uh, now uh, following up his son, did you, uh, did you happen to hear anything about uh, what me and your son were talking about in the, the parade by any chance? I heard it all. Mr. Jester. I wasn't the one that said you'd go. Well, well, let me ask you a question. There's a rumor floating out there that your loyalty is in question. There's word on the street is that you've been spotted in public wearing a Tampa Bay hat. (laughs) Yes. Well, you see here, unlike, unlike some people that we know, I don't hide in the closet and say, no, 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 I follow them, I draft their players, but I'm not really a fan of theirs. Um, I actually go ahead and embrace the idea that ever since I moved down, I have my New Jersey teams, uh, I have my New Jersey Devils, I have my Giants, I have the uh, New York Knicks and the Yankees. Those were the teams that I grew up with, matter of fact, and before the uh, Devils came into existence, I actually was a New York Ranger fan, so... Uh, those were the teams I grew up with. And when I came down here, obviously I can't go to those venues anymore. So I needed to be able to follow the sports team down here. I fully embrace the idea that I happen to live within miles of a team that I follow. You know, I, I live right there by them. I draft their players, on my fantasy teams. Therefore I am a fan. I go to their games. I'm a fan. I draft their players. I am a fan. I, I, I don't really try and lie to myself and uh, say that, you know, I don't follow the sports team that I might live by and draft their players like in the first round or whatever, you know? Well, well for Ezekiel Elliott, though, you told me you're not going to draft him in the first round? Not if I hate Dallas, sir. No, of course I am. Uh, yeah. I can't even if you. you hate Dallas, yeah, no, you I don't can't play with your you. heart. If you're yeah, a true no, fantasy hey, player, you don't play with your heart. You play I, with I, with your mind. So whatever yeah. team they play for, it doesn't matter. I, I listen here. 
I, uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm so bad. I shouldn't really say anything to you. I happen to be the, uh, the guy who drafted two quarterbacks. I had two first round picks in a keepers league. And, uh, do you know what team, what, what two quarterbacks I took there, sir? Top of my head, I don't, I don't recall. I, I believe you took Dak Prescott in one of them. What happened was, is folks, is I had, uh, I had made a trade in the keeper league. I uh, got rid of one of my players, so I ended up with two first round uh, picks, and I needed to replace. Uh, I was replacing Brady. I, I had moved on from Brady. And said that I want to build for the future. It's a it's a team that I'm building and putting together. So, two first round picks. I ended up as a Giant fan. I took Dak Prescott and followed it up with Carson Wentz. So, yeah, no, I'm I, I understand what you're saying, Tate. I, I put yeah, I put loyalties right to the side. This is fantasy. This is about winning. Well, let me let me ask you one other question regarding that. Sure. Since it it's a Tampa Bay hat. Is yeah. it Mrs. Jester a Jacksonville fan? What's she have to say about that? Mrs. Jester, listen, you got to understand, Mrs. I, I have no idea why Mrs. Jester tolerates me to begin with, let alone my choice of teams. The choice of teams, you got to understand, when you're Mrs. Jester, the cho- choice of teams is so far low on the totem pole of complaints. Okay, <laughs> that she doesn't even have time to get there in a day. So, uh, no, here's, here's everybody wants to really, uh, you know, everybody's wondered. Uh, and you see, that's what's funny. If you notice, though, yes, of the three teams that I follow down here, and I do, I really follow all three Florida teams because I go to all three teams' games at various times throughout the year. I've covered them during the preseason. I've been to their camps. Uh, I have friends in, for each team that are season ticket holders. So, I mean, I go to these games, and so I do follow each one. The craziest part, though, is that I don't have any Jacksonville gear, and I don't have any Miami gear. I do have Tampa Bay gear because um, what happened was, uh, and the truth of the matter is, Tate, here's how it broke down. When I decided years ago that I wanted to move to Florida, it was when Tampa Bay was god-awful, the absolute scourge of of the league. And I said, you know what? One day, that's going to turn around, and that, that's going to be a successful franchise. And uh, since that time, they've won one Super Bowl, at least. I can't complain. It's more than the other two have done since I've been here. So uh, I'm happy about that. But, yeah, no, I follow all three teams. I follow the Magic. Uh, I don't really follow the Heat as much. Um, I follow the Lightning, and I follow the Rays. Uh, that's pretty much uh, – my Florida teams that I follow. Uh, that's that's how it goes. I don't deny it. Yeah, I was out there. You, as a matter of fact, I know which, uh, how, what you're talking about. People are talking about there's an article on fantasyjesterssports.com where I was meeting with Chris Carnage and I was wearing my uh, I was wearing my Tampa Bay hat. It happened to be on the day that Tampa Bay was playing. That's the oh, truth. That's what I, I feel. I feel you there. But when I lived in Florida for 15 years, I can tell you, mm-hmm. I went to all three stadiums, all three NFL team stadiums as well. But mm. I didn't put on their gear. I went to their stadiums wearing my Bills gear. 
Oh, okay. No, see, I'm adaptable. My Giants are number one in my heart. Everybody knows that. If it's the Giants versus any other team in the planet, okay, it doesn't matter. I am taking my Giants. It could be the Giants versus Tampa. It could be Giants versus anybody. I really don't care. I'm going to be going for the Giants. The Giants aren't playing and Tampa Bay's playing. I'm taking Tampa. And uh, that that's one of the things. I've been having fun with it. I mean, you can like two sports. It's not like, all right, uh, I like the Giants, and now all of a sudden I like Philly too. Yeah, you know, well, they, in all in all much. honesty, I'm just giving you I'm giving you a bunch of crap here, but at oh, the same time, I I do feel you. I'm right there with you. I lived I grew up in Buffalo. Obviously, I'm a Bills fan, a Sabres fan in hockey, and nice. you know, so I grew up as a Yankees fan, living up in New York there, in Buffalo, even though it's kind of far away, other side of the state, but still Yankees fan, and. When I moved to Florida, I did follow the Rays a little bit because they just came in, came into existence around my time there. I do claim to be a Tampa Bay Lightning fan from day one of the mm-hmm. announcement of their existence. And, you know, it's always nice having a local team to cheer for. Unfortunately, here in Dallas, we have all four major sports teams. I'm not a big fan of, of the NBA, so I don't really follow. So I've care less about basketball in all honesty but i i cannot root for the dallas stars brett hall's foot was in the crease i'm sorry brett hall's foot was in the crease in 1999 yeah the sabers should have won the Stanley cup okay i will not root for the dallas cowboys they beat my buffalo bills in the super bowl twice okay i will not root for the cowboys so that'll and scratch you from being a Giant leaves, fan too, then, huh? Right, and okay. that that feel, that leaves one team here in the Dallas area that I could even consider rooting for as a local team to cheer for, which is the Texas Rangers. So, as a Yankee fan, I do cheer for the Rangers when they're not playing the Yankees. I go mm-hmm. to games. I wear Rangers gear when I go to the games, unless they're playing the Yankees. But come playoff time. It's all about the Yankees. So I'm right there with you. I feel you. But, you know, how, how did question, you like, uh, got to question your loyalty. We're in the Tampa no, Bay. No, no, that's good. So. Yeah, yeah, no, it's all good. Uh, a lot of people a lot of people have asked me that question. I don't blame you. No, it's, a, it's actually a very valid question because, yeah, everybody knows I'm a diehard Giants fan. Uh, you, real quick, you mentioned two teams I, wanna, I, I just want to touch on while you're here and get your opinion. Yeah. Um, for, you know, first you mentioned Texas. Uh, how'd you feel about uh, Desmond leaving? Uh, I liked Ian Desmond the year he was here um, yeah. for the Rangers. The the I think he was kind of given a bad rap, so to speak, in not given enough a chance to stay here. Um, right. But he played. He was signed last year to play left field. He ended up playing center field most of the year. Um, mm-hmm. Did a spot spot duty and left and stuff like that, which all he did a fairly good job being a converted shortstop into an outfielder and having never played a game in the outfield prior to last season, I thought he did a, did a good job. Um, I I think he got what get from Colorado for mm-hmm. with them paying him to play, and I think that was the problem with him st- staying here or not being able to stay here. He wanted a multi-year deal 
and I don't think the Rangers were able to pay what he was looking for because they still have money due to Prince Fielder, even though he's hurt and retired. Some of that was covered by insurance due to the injury, but they still have money owed owed to Prince Fielder that's on the books for their payroll this year uh, and the next couple of years. And they've got a big contract still being paid out to Shinsu Chu from the free agent signing of him a couple of years ago. Um, So they've they've got a lot of money on the books to where they couldn't afford to keep Desmond. But uh, I think overall he did a good job here last year. If um, I think they would have still signed Carlos, re-signed Carlos Gomez that they did in this offseason. And Gomez is a better center fielder, but they had that commitment to Desmond last year when they brought Gomez in that they weren't going to force Desmond to leave center field, move over to left. But had they both re-signed here this year, Gomez would have played center field this year and Desmond would have moved over to left. What's the, uh, you know, as we get ready, you know, we're really uh, just a little bit more than uh, a month away from pitchers and catchers reporting, which is absolutely insane to think about. Um, yeah, I'm excited is, for it. What, what's your one concern for the, uh, the Texas Rangers going into this year? Well, the, the biggest question, two, two biggest question marks right now is uh, the first base slash DH spot still for them. Um you know, Mitch Mitch Moreland left, not that he's superstar, all-star player, but he was solid defensive player there at first base. Obviously, Prince Fielder's not here anymore with, with his injury, forcing him to retire. So there's a big question mark there at first base, and they haven't made any free agent moves or anything like that for first base yet. So the question is, who's playing first base at this point, and who's going to be the DH right now? Um that being the the question mark, the current current people slotted in there would be possibly Jerkson Profar, but he stated mm-hmm. last year he'd prefer to play shortstop, his natural position as shortstop, rather than all these other jack-of-all-trades positions that he played last year. Um, so I don't know that he's the right person for the job. The other question is Joey Gallo. And yeah. any time that he's been up over the last couple of seasons – He's he's hit some he's hit some bombs. Let me tell you, I've been there in person and seen him hit some of those bombs. And when he hits them, he hits them. But yeah, he also strikes out two or three times as many times as he hits a bomb. Uh, he remind reminds me of Rob Deere to some extent back in the day, where mm-hmm. if he hits the ball, it's a home run, and it's a really far home run. Gallo's got massive power, but he doesn't have the patience at the plate to where, you know, he, if he's going to wind up with a, a 190 sub 200 batting average and twice as many, two or three times as many strikeouts as, as home runs, is it worth having him up in the majors at this point? He's getting, you I think he enough? still needs more time down in the minors. So, but uh word on the street is they're still talking with Mike Napoli. So. Well, that'd be nice. There's a solid, solid man, uh, solid player. Uh, and a person. Um, are you old enough to remember Dave Kingman? Absolutely. No, oh, all right. That's 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 Gallo to me. Yeah, I, I can see that. You know, Kingman was a solid player for the Mets, but he he always was that uh, type of guy where he couldn't didn't quite make it over the hump into the superstardom. So, but he could hit uh, when, when he did get a hold of one though. 
Yep. Who's he, gone? He'd hit some shots. He'd quick, hit some uh, shots. Quick uh, question on your hockey team there in uh, Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, what's your next yeah. piece to the puzzle? What would you get? Honestly, I think their big their big thing that they lack is a top tier goaltender, um, which is funny to me because I remember yeah. growing up in the in the late eighties and nineties there in Buffalo. Buffalo's always been the quote unquote goaltender factory, yeah. you know, going from Barrasso to Hasek to Pupa to you name them, and they always had goaltenders. And there was a point where you could look around the NHL and there's six or seven teams with starting goalies that are former Sabres or came up in the Sabre system. But uh, it, that's, that's their biggest, biggest hole right now. I think they've got a lot of young offensive players like Eichel and Reinhardt. Uh-huh. Um, and they've got, they've got some, some good def- young defensemen as well. But that, I think the two, the biggest thing is the, the solid goaltender, you know, they've got decent goaltending, but not not the uh, the top tier top end goaltending that they need to uh, make make a run and get themselves back in towards uh, possibly trying to make the playoffs again. And the the number two thing would be stocking up some more young defensemen that can score. They've got, like I said, some I think they've got some good solid young defensemen, but they're defensive defensemen, not offensive defensemen. Well, and in that, yeah, because you know that was the thing when uh, when Robin Leonard came over, it was it was widely thought of that this was this was a guy that could have been the next elite goaltender that he was being blocked uh, from playing. So now, since he hasn't uh, produced into that, guys that are out there, and the first one that jumps to mind because he's here, and I keep hearing his name in trade talks is uh, Ben Bishop. Would uh-huh. you take Ben Bishop, or is he, st- is he somebody that's starting to prove a little too uh, inconsistent health-wise? Or do you take him because when he is in there, he is that good? Well, being, being that the Lightning are my number two team, yeah. I, I like Bishop. I've always liked Bishop. I've thought he's done a good job with his role in the, light, in the Lightning organization for the last number of years. But I think he's at the point of his career. I don't want to say he's over the hill, but he's reached the peak and he's starting to come down the backside of the hill. Um, so to speak. Um, I just, I just, I don't think that that's the type of goalie or that's the type of player that the Sabres want to bring in because what they need is somebody for long-term Bishop would be somebody. If you're making a run right now, Right. then, yeah, by all means, bring him in for now. But he's not somebody you want to bring in as a, a long-term solution at this point of his career. Correct. Tate, thanks so much for joining us tonight. I'm glad you called in. Good questions. Uh, so, but one thing, though. In yeah. the end, Dallas wins the Super Bowl. Are you going to the parade? Uh, in all honesty, no, yeah. probably not. Be, as as cool as it would be to go to a Super Bowl parade and such and having one local that I could go to, I'll be honest and tell you, as a Dallas hater, yeah. personally, I, I don't think I could stand sitting there 
in that. That'd be for me like another team that I don't like as a Bills fan is the Miami Dolphins. That'd be like me saying, "Oh, I live in live in Florida. The Dolphins win the Super Bowl. I'm not going to the parade. I straight up, yeah. I will not go to the parade." So gotcha. realistically, no. It, it, even if it's local, even if the Cowboys win, I am probably not attending the parade. You Unless know, you're going to pay me to go and cover it for you. We could do that. We could do that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Then you could say I forced being, it. Being paid you know, to go is a thing. totally different thing. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing, though. Is, uh, how much is it worth for me to be me and JT both to get pictures of you? Because I bet you I can get JT to contribute to this. You could make out on this deal, Will. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm sure he would. I'm sure he would love to be able to rub something like that in my face. So. Be able to take a picture of you at the Dallas Cowboy Parade. Yes, that would be. That would be worth a lot. It, uh, can I throw but, one other one other quick thing out there? Yeah, you, sure. Go ahead. One of the one of the questions I was going to ask you was yeah. uh, where you thought where you thought Romo would end up. You uh, hit Nick up with that question though before I came on. So um, I was going to – quick quick thought, would I take Romo in Buffalo? Personally, I think he's damaged goods at this point. But if he were to become available as a free agent and were to sign a team-friendly contract as opposed to the amount of money that he's getting paid on his current deal, I would not trade for him because his contract is so high unless the Cowboys were throwing in 90% of the, the money yeah, type yeah, of thing yeah. like some of these baseball exactly. teams do. But if he were to become a free agent and were to sign a, a team-friendly contract, I would take Romo in a heartbeat because I would I think the guy has been phenomenal over the course of his career for being an undrafted player, stepping in, doing what he's done with a, a questionable surroundings, uh, cast of characters, let's say, over the mm-hmm. course of his career. He hasn't right. always had a whole bunch of superstars and support around him, but I think he's he's been a good player, a, a quality player over the course of the years. Um, Nick mentioned him being a coach. I don't necessarily think he's gonna he's a coach type of player mm-hmm. as we've seen he, during the whole time when Dak's been been starting. Um, he's over in the sideline, sitting the other end of the the bench looking at his clipboard and whatnot, not over there sitting in Dak's ear, giving him advice the whole time. Um, granted, that's going to be a tough situation for anybody that he's, that he's in. But uh, right, right. if, if Romo's available and he's going to f- sign a, a low money team friendly deal to come in for one year or two years and guide my team, I don't think he's going to lead even Buffalo. I don't think he's going to lead them to the Super Bowl anytime. Right now, they've got too much other stuff with the whole coaching and GM carousel going on right now. Yeah. But uh, I, I'd take Romo in a heartbeat if he were go. Realistically, I personally do think he's played his last down in Dallas. I don't know that they cut him, but uh, if they can, Jerry's saying if they can keep him, they want to, and it would make sense have this high quality backup but uh, behind Dak, and you're still spending the same amount of money with the low-paid Dak on his rookie deal and Romo making the big money but sitting the bench. But uh, if he goes somewhere else, I I do agree with what Nick said. Denver makes sense. I'm also hearing the possibility of Houston. So, but anyways. Yeah. 
No, I uh I'll let I, you I get don't... back to it. Alright, yeah. Um no, it's good. I wanted to hear what you had to say and personally, all right, let me go run down a couple of things with what you said. Um Okay, first off, scratch Houston. Houston's not gonna happen. Osweiler will get another year. Um no matter what anybody wants to say, he'll he's gonna get another year. They spent too much money to to not try and give him another year. Um, yeah, so for the Houston, record on him, I think it's twenty five yeah. million next year. If they were to cut him, it's twenty five million cap hit next year, and then it's only like three or four million the next couple of seasons. So if they were to, they kind of have to keep him next year. If they yeah. cut him, they may cut him after that, and it, it's a low amount hit, low amount cap yeah, hit. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, he's not going to go anywhere. So it's not Houston, and uh, you know, I think of Romo, kind of like what you said with Bishop. If you got a team that's ready now, and, you know, I mean, right off the bat, yeah, the first team that you think about needs a quarterback is ready now, Denver. Yes, it seems to make sense. The only other team that I see him going to uh, would be uh, he'd go back home. He'd go to Chicago. And they, they offer an option over there. And this is the one thing that I think people fail to really see is that Chicago really does have some talent on their squad. They've got some talent on that offense. Do they have the offensive line? Now, if they could go ahead and address the offensive line just a little bit, can I see Romo going back home? I mean, he went, he went to college there and, and, uh, I think I think it's between Chicago and Denver personally. Uh I, I yeah. Denver Denver simply because they are that close. Their window for another Super Bowl run is still open if they had an experienced quarterback. Um my thing is going to be it's gonna depend on this. It's gonna depend on and I can see where this will end up is that Romo will end up going to Denver simply because I can see Bridgewater ending up in Chicago. So that's my, that's my uh, belief in in how that's all going to go. Personally, I think if if Romo has any kind of say into where he would be going, because obviously right now he's still under contract with the, with the Cowboys got another year or two on, on that. So it would be a trade unless they cut him in the off season, but that's a huge cap hit if they do that. So any, uh, any movement of him would be via trade in which case he most likely has no say in where he gets traded to. Unlike if he was a free agent, but I think if he had any say his biggest concern would be how's that offensive line in front of me because of his injury history at this point, he cannot take hits. Yeah, but understand, okay, Denver might have the better offensive line but has the weaker running back situation. Chicago, if they got the, if they got a couple of uh, linemen, okay, much better running back situation there. So, um, yeah. again, it could be – it's a real toss-up there in that. Tate, man, that was great. Thanks so much for calling in. Uh, always, always, always a pleasure to talk to you and even more so a pleasure to talk sports with you. Uh, real quick, let me ask you, tonight, who do you have? 
Um, I honestly have no idea what the score is right now. Last yeah. I looked, it was the first quarter. Seattle was up 7 nothing, But prior mm-hmm. to the game starting, I figured Seattle would win in, yeah. in Seattle. Right now, so. Seattle's up 10, uh, 10-3. Uh, Lions have the ball nine thirty six in the three quarter in the third quarter. Uh, they're on the Detroit eight yard line, second and six. Okay. Uh, as we continue on in that one, yeah, pretty much everybody I've talked to has got uh, Seattle in that one. Uh, tomorrow we've got Pittsburgh, uh, Miami. We actually had one person on the show tonight take Miami. Who are you taking? Well, JT told me when I talked to him the other day about it and not really talk texted with him because he can't talk right now. But yeah. uh, um, his, uh, his response to me when uh, with Miami was, we are going to get smoked by Pittsburgh. <laughs> so I, I personally, I, I will take Pittsburgh, but I th- I don't think it's going to be as much of a smoking as JT thinks it's going to be. I think it's going to be a trashing, sir. I think Pittsburgh is just going to run – Literally, and make a, a, a very large – I think tomorrow is going to be one of those statement games to New England. That's what Pittsburgh's yeah. going to do. Oh, they're going to make an example a, out of a, Miami. As a Miami hater, I hope so. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, I, I think Miami's going to hang in there a little bit because of their defense. So. In the late game, who do you have in the late game? Uh, I'm going to take Green Bay in Green Bay. Sorry, sorry for you Giants, but but I I just think Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers has been on a roll these last few weeks. I I take Green Bay. Gotcha, gotcha. I got just a little bit uh, more than two minutes left. I got to run through a couple things. Tate, as always, a pleasure. Thanks so much for calling in, brother. No problem. Have a great night. I'll talk to you, you soon, too. Mr. Jester. You got it. Bye bye, folks. That was the one and only Tate Dello. He's uh. Been on the podcast several times, regular guy on the show, fantasy player, fantastic fantasy player, uh, really tough, tough opponent, and uh, all-around great guy. Does a couple articles every once in a while, you know, when uh, when we are uh, lucky enough to be graced with his presence, uh, he, he shows up. He'll show up, he'll do a podcast here and there, call in, and he'll write, you know, when you're a superstar like Tate, you can do that. Folks, I hope you've enjoyed it. It's been one hell of a night without JT. I've been having fun. I will be glad to have him back with me next Saturday night. This week here coming up, FXE Live. Don't forget, we've got Chris Carson, President, Southern Championship Wrestling. This has been NFL Playoffs, the promised land. And, yeah, I do have uh, Seattle tonight, Pittsburgh tomorrow, the Green Bay Packers. Folks, this has been the Fantasy Jester for FantasyJesterSports.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to tune in next week. Same time, same bad time, same bad channel. Hope you all enjoyed. This has been the Fantasy Jester. And I'm out of here.
capture. Just let it slip.